You're listening to the Unfree Parents Podcast, episode 032. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Umphrey's McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak, writer, journalist, author, first solo female podcast host in the jam music scene, mom of three, wife, and total Umphrey. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 32 of the podcast and the first new show of 2019. I am super, super excited for everything that is going to come for the show this year. Lots of ideas have already been coming to mind, and I actually worked on a couple of things while in Atlanta that I'm pretty fired up about and cannot wait to bring to you guys. Um, I'm just very excited and so grateful to have been asked to work on some really awesome projects with some equally awesome people in this year and beyond. Um, I just want to give a quick thank you to everyone, every single solitary person that has helped and supported and listened to this and me and my ideas and just everything in every single way. This community and the people that I have met and got to meet in Atlanta will continue to meet. I just, I cannot put into words the love that I feel. You guys are truly my people and I am so grateful to be so loved and be able to just spread love to all of you and just give and have a space that I can truly be myself and I hope that you know you guys all feel the exact same way um just just so 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 grateful and I just love all of you and you know thank you (laughs) just thank you um I am so grateful to be back talking about Umphreys and that you are here with me in 2019 Thank you for letting me do this. Really, I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart. Um, I hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday, whatever it was that you were celebrating, um, and a wonderful New Year's, no matter where you were celebrating or what you were doing. As we all know, there was so much (laughs) that happened over the New Year's Eve run. An absolutely insane run of shows, the music that came out of this band just blew my mind every single solitary night. Um, I have decided that because of all of that, everything that happened during that weekend, I'm going to split that up um, and put that into its own episode that will air next week. This week will be the Brendan and Jake show from the beginning of December, as well as holidays, because we, of course, cannot forget about that that happened while the show was on break. So next week will be the New Year's Eve run. I just wanted to devote a whole episode to it and give it all of the attention that it absolutely deserved. All right, so first we'll start with the Brendan and Jake show, December 7th, 2018. This show was to benefit the People's Music School. Andy was also present to play the drums, and Mike Racky was on pedal steel. Also featured was Jen Hartswick, who absolutely crushed it, of course, and the People's Music 
choir who sang during the first tune, Happy Xmas Wars Over by John Lennon. This marks the 16th annual Brendan and Jake show, which, based on my research, has always been at the Park West in Chicago, um, but I could definitely be wrong about that, so if anybody knows for sure, please reach out to the show uh, via Twitter, email, um, whatever, how you can do that is in the show notes. Um, and please let me know. I would love to know. Um, also, if I am not mistaken, they were able to raise about $17,000 from this event. So that is very, very cool as well. These shows are not on Nugs or on Live and generally do not see the light of day. I have seen some videos on YouTube, which I will link whatever I can find in the show notes. Um, the one of Misunderstanding... Um, by Genesis was just awesome, so good, and then they tease that in uh, New Year's Eve run, so I'm hoping they do a full band version of that, because that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> um, I do not have all the details of this set list, um, so I'm sure there is stuff missing, because it's so hard to, you know, get all the details and everything, but feel free to reach out to me in the show, um, and give me any information, videos, recordings, whatever that you may have. I would love that um, greatly. I've never had the chance of attending a Brendan and Jake show yet. Um, that is on my bucket list. So hopefully that will happen in 2019 for me. Um, so this show um, consisted of Happy Xmas War is Over by John Lennon with the kids from the People's Music School. Similar Skin, Gulfstream, Remind Me, Into Glory, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away by the Beatles, one of my favorite Beatles tunes, love that. You and You Alone, Magnolia Mountain by Ryan Adams, Bullhead City with Jen Hartswick, which was absolutely beautiful. What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers, Crazy Fingers by the Grateful Dead, Misunderstanding by Genesis, Again with Hartswick, like I mentioned. Jake on piano and Bayless on bass, which was amazing, like I said. Um, she's just so great when she sings. And having her added into this show is a perfect addition. Spot on. Push and Pull with Bayless on piano and Jake on drums. How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore by Prince. Also with Jen on vocals and Bayless on piano. I saw a video of that, and that just absolutely gave me goosebumps. Um, Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing, and Encore, Kilbasa by Tenacious D, It Makes No Difference, and Haji. As I said, some of that could be incorrect. Um, that is the set list according to Browning's Twitter, um, but, you know, things happen during the show. So if you have, you know, any real solid information about what they played, please let me know um, how you can reach out to the show. is all in the show notes. And anything that I find, videos, etc., I will link in the show notes so you can check that all out more. That brings us to holidays this year. And here are some random facts about holidays. 2018 marks the 12th year of the festival. The festival originally began in 2007 in Jamaica as Caribbean Holidays. 
They moved it to Mexico, and there it was called Mayan Holidays. Then in 2014, it was in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. And in 2016, it expanded and took over an, an adjacent resort. 2017, the festival was also in Punta Cana. This year, finding itself back in Mexico, this time in Cancun, Puerto Morales. The festival also features festival regulars STS-9 and the Disco Biscuits, and this year featured pigeons playing ping pong, ghost light, and orchard lounge, as well as many others. Um, December 13th, 2018, which is actually night two of holidays, this festival starting on Wednesday, December 12th, but Umphreys did not play that first night of the festival. This show was supposed to start at 1.30, but apparently started late, I heard. Um, unsure of the actual start time, and it was moved inside um, Palapis, I think it's called. Totally unsure about that, too. Um, due to there being a concern with the wind, um, while it did look small, um, the pictures, the videos that I did see, was most certainly not the same as playing on the beach. They Still made the most out of it. Once again, making lemonade out of lemons. Umphreys is so good at that. And you can tell from this sound that they were playing in a more intimate setting than on the beach. But it was still a very cool spot for them to play from the videos that I saw. Um, I do want to mention that this is the first time that they've played together as a full band since November 2nd. Um, of course, there were other non-musical um, happenings, um, but this was the first one since their long break, and you would not have been able to tell that they were, even that they were essentially on vacation with their family this weekend, either, you know, they just came right out and were ready, ready to make this happen. While the Umfreak consensus has been that this first night was nothing stellar, um, it was by no means a bad show. This show opens with Remind Me that starts to begin the jam early on, only about three minutes in, and continues to chug along before changing course and starting to gain some balls to rage into the sex metal part of the tune a little bit over six minutes in. I absolutely love the heaviness of the end of that song. Um, I will say that while, of course, the ending was a total shred fest by Jake, it was not the most out of this world remind me. Um, this Tinkles and Draconin, however, are a different story, and this Draconin is actually added to my Hall of Fame 2018 list. The Tinkles that begins her journey a little over three minutes in decides to take her route down the reggae path to start and then starts to really lift off, and Joel comes in to really get us ready to send it interstellar almost, taking it back into Tinkles at about eight minutes. The Draconin, which I know that I have mentioned this before, that I love these kinds of Umphreys tunes, this jam monster with amazing moving and just like almost essentially taking it right out of my journal lyrics by Bayless that just come out that... You know, anyone that's not familiar with this song would totally not expect it all. The jam starts to decide where it would like to head before five minutes in, starting off 
funky and romantic and dreamy all at the same time, building up its momentum to head into the lyrical portion about 9.50 in and launching into them at about 10 minutes in, taking the ending of this song way down when it's finished to levitate and decide which way to go now, tiptoeing almost into the floor, then Booth Love, that really gets grimy and funky a little over six minutes in, Joel giving this jam a, like, 70s cop drama or 70s era Stevie Wonder vibe to it. Of course, taking it and running with it, just continuing on the funk train for the remainder of the song, speeding it up before heading right into the Bright Lights Big City Jam that thankfully they are keeping this around, it seems, because this jam is the best part of this song, honestly. Um, I am not a fan at all of the lyrics of this song, so the jam that they are doing can most definitely stick around. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way either. The best one of the year so far, I would have to say, is from the Bayless Birthday Show on August 11th of this year, 2018, I mean. The first time that they took this one on its very first jam-only adventure, I can I will actually put a link to that show in the show notes so you can give that a listen because the whole show is just really good if you've not given it a listen. Um, I was there for it, and that shit was nasty. Stasic seriously had the entire place just bumping. It was it was just amazing. So good. I'm so glad I was there for the first one. It was amazing. Um, Bad Friday that begins its odyssey four minutes in, and again, Joel really killing it. I would say for this show, him being the real uh, MVP for sure, this one comes way down and is very whimsical and almost like floating around on the ocean waves, then just pivots and decides to get super aggressive, but it doesn't stay there for very long, going a completely different direction until going back into the back end of Bad Friday, nine minutes in. As Bayless jokes, this would be the part where they pretend to walk off and the crowd cheers for an encore, going into Plunger, but only for about three minutes, before going into the fuzz, which I had mentioned in episode 27 that I thought would be played during the New Year's Eve run. Um, We saw it here at Holidays, and I was lucky enough to catch it at the VIP set during the New Year's Eve run. So my prediction was correct. Very happy about that. (laughs) Um, I will put a link to episode 27 in the show notes too, so you can listen to that if you choose. The Fuzz, the last time being played, was May 15th, 2018. And I'm very, very happy that they played it at New Year's as well. Um... There were a lot of things that they played during the New Year's run that they played at holidays, so it was very uh, evident that it did not matter, which I'm so glad for because the fuzz is definitely something that I wanted to catch, and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, The tail end of this fuzz from holidays is kind of a robotic honky-tonk jam that starts to get spacey again, thanks to Joel, and then heads into the conclusion of Plunger to close out the band's first night of holidays.
Okay, December 14th, set one, opens with maybe someday, then half delayed. This resolution that I have listened to a couple of times, um, also added to my Hall of Fame 2018 list. I love the direction that Joel is taking this jam a little over two minutes in. How it really takes off into a soaring, uplifting jam and just gives this lightweight, no worries sort of vibe and just continues on this beautiful moment of music until about five minutes in when it collides right back into resolution before heading out again onto another jam adventure. Then eventually it slides into No Diablo, a song which, if you did not know, was written for Jake's son Towns the day after Jake asked Brendan to be his godfather. Very cute little story. Ringo, at about six minutes in, comes down and takes on a new chapter in the Jam Odyssey, beginning to figure out how to use its wings and slowly gain some more confidence in itself really taking flight at about nine minutes in and just sort of coasting along, enjoying the journey and gaining more maturity and going full out before sliding right back into the end of Ringo. Make it right, women wine and song, and what they're doing to that song this year, allowing it to grow more and showing how far they can expand that tune the possibilities of jamming that one out, you know, can have. I'm just really loving what they're doing with that, too. Puppet String, Haji, and then Puppet String to close out the first set. Set two of this night was an all-night wrong set, voted on by the attendees. Um, apparently, there was an email that went out to everyone that had purchased tickets before um, the festival so everyone could vote on what they wanted to hear. Um, so that set consisted of the following covers. Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. They have covered that one a total of 26 times. Last time um, before that, March 10th, 2018 in Salt Lake City. Jake, of course, just slang the end of that song and... I personally cannot hear this song and not think of the scene in Goodfellas, I believe is the movie I'm thinking of. Every single time I hear that song, I just instantly go to that scene in the movie. Um, if you're familiar with that film, you know what I'm talking about. Every single time I just think of that. So I think it's so powerful how a song can take you back to a scene in a movie every single time. Um, in Bloom by Nirvana, I just chatted about this cover in episode 26, which I will link in the show notes. This time they played the Nirvana version of this song, but the last time it was played, October 21st, 2016, it was actually covered as the version that Sturgill Simpson covers it, which is just genius to do. I love the difference in both of the covers, and I love that Umphreys did both and did amazing with both. Absolutely love both of them. 
but the Sturgill Simpson version is my favorite, I will have to say. Um, and how you can listen to that version is in the show notes, too, in that episode 26. Um, next, they welcome Aaron Magner from the Disco Biscuits to come out for a cover of Holland Oates tune i can't go for that no can do this one has only been covered a total of three times last time was during umbul seven in las vegas during overtime um it saw its debut at mountain jam festival back on june 4th 2011 with john oates on vocals and guitar I'm sure that that was very awesome for them. And I will drop a link to that show in the show notes as well. Going into Deborah by Beck covered a total of seven times. Last time on June 29th, 2018. This song is just fun and goofy. And Bayless just hitting those notes I love it. I'm not uh, disappointed with this decision. I will say, um, for me, playing at home, I was a little disappointed to see what people had chosen for um, their covers to have played during this. But, I mean, after what happened at New Year's, which we'll get to next week, um, you know, maybe I'm not so mad because I would have missed out on some amazing stuff because I was not at holidays. Um, but this Deborah cover is always a lot of fun, although I'm sure that it's not very easy for Bayless to do that one. Making Flippy Floppy by the Talking Heads, which comes in at a total of 73 times covered last time, June 17th, 2018. This one turns into a total dance party. Down Under by Men With Hats, another one covered a bunch 77 times. Last time, January 26th, 2017 in New Haven, Connecticut, 165 shows ago. Another one that I will say I'm glad to hear that they covered. I think that Bayless's voice is so great for this song. Um, I remember this being one of the first covers um, they did from somehow from some show. I don't even remember when the show was. Honestly, it had to be early 2000s. It's when I first really started listening to them. And this was like the first cover that I ever heard them do. And I was like blown away by it. And that really got me to dig into their covers and really give them a chance. I'm personally not one that is like into tribute bands and stuff like that. So... I was very hesitant in getting into them, you know, playing covers when the people that I knew that introduced me to Umphreys were like, oh, you know, they play this and it's a cover and it's good. And I'm like, eh, it's probably not good. But I've been proven that is wrong <laughs> several times over. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one that I ever heard them do. And, you know, now I don't even besides Band on the Run, which was amazing during the New Year's Run roundabout. I don't know. I don't think I could pick my favorite cover. Um, okay, side note. Anyways, um, next comes Have Her Teacher by Van Halen. Personally, not a Van Halen fan, but if I had to choose a favorite song, 
wouldn't be this one at all. Probably would be Jump, I'd have to say. But the Van Halen cover is good for them. Chris is perfect to sing it. I know they enjoy doing it. So, you know, it's always a good time. And you cannot forget that Jake just shreds the fuck out of this song. So that's very awesome, too. They have covered this one a total of 29 times. Last time was 150 shows ago on March 10th, 2017. This one um, I have seen live February 8th, 2014 in Syracuse at the F Shed. And I don't know if anyone listening has ever been at this place um, for a show, but honestly, it sounded horrible in there. But I blame it on the venue. It was literally a giant shed airplane hangar. And the sound was just not very good in there. It could have been because the doors were open. um, You know, so there was no place for the sound to expand. I know they did have some summer shows and they had other bands there. You know, so maybe it was much better um, in the summer when there was more space. I don't know. I've never been back, and I kind of don't want to, because um, obviously the sound is a big deal. Uh, Regulate by Warren G. and Nate Dog, featuring Cousin Eli, a.k.a. Andy Farag, covered a total of 47 times. Last time, 134 shows ago, April 28, 2017, in Miami Beach. Also featuring the Umphreys Kids on percussion, The picture that was posted on Twitter of all the kids up there was just so awesome to see. And I am going to be honest, though, as a mother of three, I could not help and just look at that picture and be like, oh, that's really cute. And then think of like just logistically how much that was to make sure that everybody was listening That nobody was, you know, unplugging anything or, you know, not trying to rip stuff down. So I'm sure it was very awesome. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure it was a whole thing, too, because I'm sure a lot of you know how kids can be. Um, And Bayless does mention that there are like 17 children among all of them. So that is quite a squad of kids. They take that regulate and go into Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding, who that one they've only covered as a full band one other time, 530 shows ago, April 27th, 2013. This song has also been covered once by Brendan and Jake on December 12th, 2008 at the Park West in Chicago. This version also features I Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald. Chris, just listen to this and listen to this part with Chris. I love it. Kind of chuckled a little because it made me think of the SNL skit. I believe it's SNL. Um, But Chris is Chris is so good at this. It's so good. Um, They close out the show with I Want to Be Your Lover um, by Prince with Aaron Magner sitting in again. This tune being covered a total of five times, all very recently, seeing its debut during the Halloween run in St. Paul, Minnesota on October 28th, 2017, when they all dressed up as... um, you know, different versions of Prince, if you did not uh, 
hear about that or were not into Umphreys at the time, definitely make sure that you check that out, research that. Um, the last time it was covered was October 11th, 2018 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kanika Moore from Doom Flamingo, Stasic's side project, came out to sing. And I will actually link both of those in the show notes as well so you can give those a listen. All right, so that brings us to the final day of holidays, December 15th, opening so beautifully with glory, going into attachments, which they take down the rabbit hole a little after seven minutes in, diving headfirst into a sort of robotic dance party and what they keep doing with this song this year. And I I know I've mentioned this before. They've totally changed my opinion about this song. I was the sign-waving hater of attachments when this song came out. But, you know, after that August 18th St. Augustine show attachments it totally changed it and I know there's other people that feel this exact same way and that version can also be found on the b-sides album that was recently released that I will link in the show notes as well so you can check that out if you have not um I just absolutely love it they also if you did not know did attachments and then the jam into new year's that was amazing as well I'm currently still listening back to everything um, from the New Year's run for the podcast. So I don't have a verdict on yet what my favorite attachments is. This one from Holidays, I did also add to my Hall of Fame list to try and compare, you know, these three. Uh, Possibly there could be another one on there too. Um, but it's going to be a hard, hard one to choose for sure. Um, Higgins, I just love the griminess of Jake's guitar in this song. And maybe this version is especially muddy sounding on his part in the beginning, but it's not a totally way that sucks at all. (laughs) I love it. Um, this one I've also added to my Hall of Fame list and the Higgins from New Year's was just also absolutely amazing another song that they're just killing it this year um higgins attachments fills maybe someday women wine and song i mean just off the top of my head that's probably the top five ones that are just really seeing a huge expansion and growth um in 2018 which is so awesome um mad love seriously One of my favorite tunes, um, although that is hard to narrow down, a favorite song. But this one is consistently in my top three. The buildup that starts about three and a half minutes in. The energy that is just growing larger and larger. And Bayless and Jake just playing off each other. I can see this, listening to this, like visually in my mind. Just how awesome that probably was. And it just makes me smile listening to the whole part up until about seven minutes when they just crash right into the ground. Just to me, this is like a form of therapy, just dancing and feeling every single part of this song. I bet that on the beach and just 
being in that environment was just completely out of this world and something that those that were there are totally never going to forget. And holidays is for sure on my 2019 radar and hopefully we can make that happen. Um, Looks and then Phil's Farm and Phil's, I will tell you, I am just so in love with that song this year. I I just love that song. And you know what? I don't even think that I could have had that, that I had that feeling about this song until this year. So I'm grateful for everything that they have done with that song this year because it's given me such a new, deep appreciation for this tune. I just... It's going to be so, so hard to pick a favorite, 100%. The jam in this one, it just starts out before four minutes. It's just, like, right in your face. Just, like, let's fucking do this. Then it comes down to get kind of, like, all sexy and seductive, but, like, almost in, like, a temptress sort of way, and then builds back into rage mode I just envision this as being someone almost, like, tempted by something evil, trying to toy around and convince them of all these wonderful things that she'll get, you know, from being bad. This one's added to my Hall of Fame list as well, and I think what I love so much about Phil's this year is the eclecticness about each one of them. And, I mean, you can say that about any Umphrey's song. Obviously, that's the biggest appeal, is you hear this song 27 times, but every version is different. I love that this version was, you know, darker and tempting and sexy, whereas other versions have, you know, a completely different journey and a feel to it. And this, I mean, seriously, this has to be the the year of the fills, 2018. I mean, they just absolutely killed that song. Um, then the dance party that is Den, another song that gives me all the feels always. And, you know, we get the dance party going in the kitchen with that one with the kids. And, you know, it just makes everybody smile and feel better. Um, and I'm sure it was an amazing experience on the beach as well. Um, and pay the snucka to close out the first set. Set two opens with nothing too fancy with a dramatic beginning that when I'm listening to this, I was sort of feeling like you're witnessing this helicopter landing in the jungle during some dramatic scene of, like, an 80s drug lord movie. It was just the feeling and the emotion from the start of this. And then the build-up into the song, which finally explodes at about five minutes in. This one I've added to my Hall of Fame list, too, specifically for the jam that starts to take flight with the Bayless solo starting about six and a half minutes and then continues on in ten, until 10 minutes in when Jake just comes in and rips this thing right open and then reveals a totally different path only a minute later 
to a mystical, tropical, sort of dirty and grimy land, I can guarantee the energy during this from the band and everyone on the beach was just absolutely amazing. I've listened to this one a few times and if you have not, I highly suggest that you do. I only have three other Nothing Too Fancies on my Hall of Fame list. The others being February 18th, March 16th, and July 5th. Definitely check those ones out as well. Um, Seasons, which I have said many times, I love this tune, especially the lyrics. And I love how this much has this one has grown so much in the short time of its life. First time played this year at summer camp, May 26th. Well, last year, I guess, 2018 summer camp. Um, You know, so still very, very young. And it's so awesome to hear them. I already feel so much more comfortable with that song. Syncopated Strangers, which comes on, you just can't go wrong with Syncopated. This one, Stasic laying down some serious thick funk at four minutes in. Laying the foundation for the adventure this jam is about to go on, featuring Jake on keys. I did throw this one on my Hall of Fame list as well, so I can definitely remember to go back and give it a listen. It Doesn't Matter, another one, I've mentioned this, I just mentioned it, um, how much this one has matured a ton in 2018. First time played as a full song, January 11th of 2018, and they played it over the New Year's run, too, in that sandwich of Ocean Billy, and that was so amazing, too. Excited to see how that one expands in 2019. August, that features a happy birthday tease for Jake, whose 43rd birthday was the 16th of December. Happy belated birthday, Jake. The jam that begins to slowly lift off a little after three minutes, Joel sending this one on a really interstellar, dramatic, racing through space feel, slowly bringing it down to take it right back into the song a little after seven minutes in. Then Bayless sending us on this just romantic wave with his solo and throwing some more happy birthday to Jake in there. And then the whole crowd singing happy birthday when the song was over. Very, very cool. And I'm sure it was very cool for Jake to celebrate his December birthday on the beach, being from Michigan. I'm sure that's a a very beautiful thing. 46 and 2 by Tool to close out the second set. This one has had a 150 show gap. The last time being played was June 30th of 2017 at Red Rocks and has only been covered a total of 10 times. I don't know a lot of Tool's catalog, but I do know this song and I think it's a great cover for them. Um, Although I have heard um, one of and perhaps the biggest reasons for them not playing this more often is because Chris sings it and plays drums and it's it's an intense song, so he obviously needs to be prepared and feeling in the right space to bring something like that and have it be so great. Um, I would say for me, playing at home, 
that night three was the best of the weekend for them. I feel like night one for them, although they still killed it and did amazing under the circumstances, no matter what, did not have the, uh, you know, they didn't have the same circumstances um, as regular shows. I saw a photo of Chris Mitchell and he basically had the soundboard. So, you know, obviously if you're familiar with shows, this massive soundboard, he had it on a tablet and that's how he was doing everything apparently on night one. So considering that they have, you know, we're not working under regular circumstances. I think, you know, they did absolutely amazing still. Night two, while the all night wrong set is a wonderful idea, I think that the choices that were made for covers were not the best. Um, and I like to see um, Umphreys play covers in a more organic matter, you know, feeling that this is what they want to play here in this moment rather than just kind of like doing a pre-picked cover set. I mean, I don't know. I guess it would depend on what... I guess I feel that way because of what the covers were picked because I am excited about seeing the Jason Bonham set at Red Rocks and obviously that's going to be covers. Um... But it's all Zeppelin. I love Zeppelin. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm totally not sure about how I feel 100% about the All Night Wrong set. I love it and hate it. So I'm not totally sure. Um, so yeah, night three to me just seemed like everything was aligned. And by count, there are more songs that I put on my Hall of Fame list from night three than the other two nights. So I'm putting that into consideration. Um, but that's my opinion. I wasn't there. So of course, it's always different when you're at the show. Um, I would love to know what your thought, your favorite night of holidays was. Please send the show a tweet and let me know. You can find the show at Umfreak Parents. I will put where you can listen to all of the shows from holidays as well as the set lists in the show notes so you can give it all a listen and investigate them further. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. Next week will be my New Year's Eve review. I'm super, super excited to bring that to you guys. And quickly, before you go, if you have not checked out the Umfreak Parents Podcast website, where you can do that is in the show notes. There are amazing photos from Dave Levine, a blog which you can submit some writing to if you're interested in. Um, advertising information, and so much more. So check that out. And I will see you around these parts next week.